This is the Evolve Marriage Podcast, episode nine. And today we're asking the question, are you really listening? Are you able to receive your partner when they're communicating with you? Hi, this is Kate. And this is Eric. And this is the Evolved Marriage Podcast. Where we have fun with growth and connection. Thanks for joining us. All right, let's go. Hey, everyone. Hey, welcome. Welcome to episode nine. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. This is rolling. I'm glad. We're getting to our 10th episode. It's going to be fun. We've kind of got a flow. Do we? We moved from computers to post-its. <laughs> That's right. We're just doing it. We're just we're trying. It. We're trying. Yeah, eventually we're just going to like do these while sitting in bed. <laughs> well, I mean, fun. Erickson is underwear. Hey, whoa, that was, a, that was a lot of information. Hey. That's the beauty of working from home. That's right. You're blessing, Mr. Yeah, McDougal. Of course I am. Whoa. There's like six people now that know I'm in my underwear. How are you feeling, Eric? Uh, I'm feeling energized. Yeah. Um, I got that plyo box for my birthday a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm just doing a lot of jumping. Jumping a lot. Jumping is exhausting. I can't believe you can jump on the highest level. Like, I'm so scared to fall. Highest level, it's like three feet. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't do it. And I've got long legs. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's fun. Yeah, jumping's exhausting. I feel like a little frog. I'm like bouncing a lot. Like it's (laughs) it's exciting. Bouncing is exciting. That's fun. (laughs) But yeah, so I'm uh, yeah I'm feeling energized, excited. Um, I feel good. How are you feeling? The complete opposite. Oh, (laughs) irritated, annoyed, jumping. (laughs) (laughs) I should. (laughs) No, I guess I'm just tired of of. The rules of lockdown. I want life to get back to normal. Mm. I'm kind of feeling is that nostalgic, like missing online learning, missing my life as it was before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just tired, tired. We, of we all have those days. Yeah, yep. just one of like, those days. Hits you a little harder than, than other days. So. Yeah, I could have a worse day than this, and there could be worse things going on in my life right now. So I'm grateful for that. But right now, I'm annoyed. Well. You're wearing it well. You're crushing it. (laughs) Merci. Yeah. So uh, today we're getting into uh, the listening part of communication, right? Mm -hmm. This is a huge, huge challenge for a lot of people. Um, uh, In our past episode, uh, episode eight, we talked a little bit about, you know, that idea of crafting your message and how you're relaying the message to your partner. And this is the other side of that that communication part, which is how you're receiving the message, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe the most important part of communication and, you know, for me, I love using the word receiving because mm-hmm. I think it's more than listening, right? It's, it's body language. It's There's a lot going on mm-hmm. in order to receive your partner in a way where they continue to come back and they can trust that there's that safety, right? That psychological safety that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're going to talk about, you know, three pitfalls, um, you know, three mistakes that, that couples make, including us sometimes. We used to make some of these and some days they still, still come do. up. Still do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we're going to give you uh, three tools that you guys can take away closer to the end of the episode that you can really put into practice uh, right after this episode, right? To improve how you're receiving your partner in that communication. Mm-hmm. So you want to start number one? Sure. So the first uh, thing that we do that really hurts our listening skills, yeah. <laughs> how we receive our partner, is the energy we bring to a conversation. Yeah. So if I already in my head have an idea, a negative idea of whether it be my partner, a specific subject, something, um, I'm going to bring that energy to the conversation. So it doesn't matter what my partner says, how they say it. If I'm going in with a with armors up, shields up, or you know, with like uh, thinking that whatever they're talking about is ridiculous or stupid or whatever, 
I'm not going to be able to receive them. Yeah, I agree. And I think this has a lot to do with perception, right? Do you perceive your relationship to be positive or negative? Do you perceive your relationship to be a place where you're always fighting and in conflict? Um, do you perceive your spouse to be a, a, you know, a wife or a husband that's always bothering you or nagging or mm-hmm. conflict avoidant? And so oftentimes these ideas, these, you know, beliefs that we have of our relationship, our partner, we're going to bring that to how we receive messages, right? So if Kate thinks that in general, I'm a guy that's aggressive and I'm, I'm angry a lot and that's her belief of me, well, I'm going to come to her and say, hey, I want to talk to you about something and immediately her hair is going to be up. Right. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like, oh, crap, like he's going to be angry about something. Something's wrong. You know, I'm bad. So obviously it's about me. And and so uh, you're bringing a lot of this this loaded energy, which is totally normal. Right. We have Mm -hmm. all our beliefs. But you really want to make sure to check that at the door to really be able to receive someone. That's really good. And it actually brings us on to our next point, um, which is, are you emotionally available? So if you come to me and you're really stressed out about something and you're opening up to me and, oh my goodness, Kate, I'm so stressed about this. um, Am I automatically becoming stressed or am I able to sit with you in that fire? Yeah, absolutely. Tell me more. Talk to me more about that. And that, that, my friends, takes a lot of practice. (laughs) Yeah. That is some guru stuff right there. And, and I think what you're, you know, as you're talking about this, it's this idea of like having this emotional foundation within yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And this idea of, you know, Starch talks a lot about this in differentiation. Uh, are, you, are you able to be very close to someone who's having an emotional experience and still stay as an individual, mm-hmm. right? That I'm an individual person, but I can get really close to you because I have clear boundaries around where I stop as an individual, Mm -hmm. So in order to do that, and we call this a lot of times people say holding space, right? Are you able to hold space for your partner? So, you know, are you, Kate, uh, you know, able to be very close to me when I'm having an emotional experience of being extremely stressed out or I'm very frustrated about something and you're just there receiving my message? And I'm not trying to fix it. I'm not trying to squash your emotion. I'm not trying to stop you from feeling that way or find a solution so you no longer feel that way. Because one thing we've learned about emotions is they come and go. They come and they leave and that's it. So when somebody is feeling an emotion, it's very important to let them feel that emotion through completely and fully if you try to nip it in the butt or stop it in its tracks they'll never be able to fully feel that emotion and live it through therefore they'll never be able to have that complete experience and they'll keep falling back into it and bringing this back to listening right if you're in this moment where you're constantly trying to stop an emotion because you can't receive it right if somebody else's emotional experience is making you very uncomfortable you're going to be on extreme high alert and Mm -hmm. you're going to be dodging, controlling, manipulating the situation so you can allow them. You really want to try to calm them down and not have an emotional experience. To make yourself feel better. Yeah, which Mm -hmm. means that you are definitely not listening to the message, right? All you're doing is saying, okay, the temp's going up. I need to try to bring the temp down. So Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to react to the temperature, the tone, all those things. And I'm not actually focused on what you're saying at all. Mm -hmm. And And... And sometimes this message isn't even directed to you. Sometimes mm. this person's coming in and they're like, I've had the worst day at work and na 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 na. And our initial reaction is to go in and give advice, give a solution. And as a listener, it's important to not just jump to that conclusion right away and, 
oh my goodness, look at him. He feels very angry about something. I need to fix this. We need to really bring it down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The third thing we want to talk about is this idea of being fully present in the moment and actively listening to what's going on, right? When it comes to communication, I mean, really the most basic rule is that there needs to be somebody who's saying, so a speaker, and then somebody who's receiving, the Mm -hmm. listener. If you are both in the role of the listener or both in the role of the speaker, the communication is not going well. Yeah, absolutely. So in order to be in the role of the listener, there has to be this active listening, this this curiosity. Um, And what often happens when couples are having these conversations, especially when the topics are around conflicting topics, right, where discussions can get a bit heated, what will often happen, and you guys know this, you're all guilty of it, including each of us, right? We've Mm -hmm. done it is you're actually waiting to respond and you're using what your partner is saying and you're always thinking about, okay, I'm going to defend that point. I'm going to say this. I'm going to use that for this. I'm going to say this. And what you're doing is as you're receiving that, you're hearing it, you're actually crafting your message to rebuttal, Mm -hmm. which means you are not listening whatsoever. You're just using that information to counter argue. Yeah, or you're not letting them finish what they were saying and you're interrupting. That's not true. I don't do that. No way. And, and, then they can never get their message across because you're constantly on one on top of the other because you, you're trying to be heard and they're trying to be heard. And that's not how conversations work. Absolutely. And what used to happen a lot in our relationships, and it still does in, in some cases, right, every now and then, but uh, Kate is definitely conflict avoidant. Uh, I am not conflict avoidant. <laughs> I go for that like a dog with a bone, right? I'm like, there's a problem. I will dive deep into it um, to a fault. And what often happens is... Uh, you know, as we're having communication and Kate will start to say something, instead of me listening, I start questioning, right? I start Mm -hmm. poking and prodding and saying, well, what about this? What do you mean by that? What do you get more clear? And I'm not giving her space. So because Kate is starting to feel the energy rise, she'll actually retreat and she'll say, you know what? It didn't really matter anyways. Never mind. And then she'll just like walk away. Yeah. Or tell you whatever I think you want to hear in that moment just to make you stop talking. Exactly. Right. Because, Mm -hmm. because it's kind of getting, getting a bit threatening the the energy there. And sometimes I'm not even aware of it and you'll go off and I've lost that message, that opportunity to connect. And I have to be acutely aware when Kate's coming to me and I still struggle with this, right? I try to practice of not just constantly asking you questions because I'm curious and that's how I mm-hmm. get curious. But to you, to you, you tell me, hey, it's really threatening when I'm trying to explain something to you and you're interrupting me with questions. Right. Right. It's just not the way that I communicate well. So I really need you to create that space. And so for me, this has been something that I've really been challenged with is actively listening to Kate and really creating that space for me to try to understand what's going on. So when I'm not active listening, which is the problem we're talking about, the communication is not happening. You're not a listener. You're just waiting for your turn to talk. So really the, the three pitfalls here that we want to talk about. Number one, we really want to be clear about the energy, the perception that you have of your environment, of the situation, and how you bring that to your way of receiving messages. Uh, number two, we really want to talk about are you emotionally available to your partner, right? Some of the pitfalls is you're not emotionally available. You're not at a place where you can have this foundation of your own emotional experience in order to receive someone else's experience, to sit in that fire with them. And then the third one is, are you fully present and curious or are you just waiting to craft your own message constantly, right? Is it always a debate? Is it always a conflict for you? Are you actually taking in what your partner's saying by actively listening to them? 
Yeah, and now we'd love to give you three solutions to help you learn to listen to your partner, to really receive your partner, not just listen, not just hear them, but really receive them fully, receive the words and the emotions that they're giving you. Yeah, I just I just really want to go in here. So before we kind of dive into this, I really want to say these are really simple tools and hardly anyone uses them. And mm-hmm. as we're going to say them, right, you're going to be like, well, duh, that's a no brainer. Oh, I've heard that a million times. But the reality is I can almost guarantee you're not using them because even we have a hard time using this in communication, right? Yeah, and there's skills that you can learn to use in every communication of your life, whether it's with your partner, with your kids, with your coworkers. Like yep. these are com- fundamental communication skills that we forget, that yeah. we don't use. So one of the first skills you can practice is repeat what the person is saying. Mm -hmm. So obviously you have to wait till the person is done speaking, which goes back to slowing it down. So the person has to be done speaking and then you repeat in your own words or in their words what they're saying. So what I'm understanding is, or am I understanding this correctly? Did you mean to say, "Mm?" and then just repeating it in your own words to make sure that you understood the person as they intended to be understood. Yeah, that's right. And it really gives them the opportunity to say, no, actually, that's not Mm. what I meant. So I'll try to say it this way and I'll try it this way. And it's really important that you don't really move on to the rest of the conversation until you really are able to receive that message. Because your perception of events is going to cloud the message. So you really want to get on the same page of, oh, okay, cool. Now that we're on the same page, we can move on. We understand what you're trying to say. I can receive it. Let's continue the conversation. Yeah, so allow that person time to re-explain what they were trying to say, to say it in a different way, to, you know, don't be afraid to ask a question. I think I understand this, but I need you to clarify this part. Right. Um, don't be afraid to get curious about that one item, <laughs> that one part that they said, and really, really, like Eric said, really understand it fully before moving on with the conversation, slowing it down. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the second thing that we really want to dive into uh, is this idea of validating your partner. So after you've you know understood what they're saying and you clearly comprehend, you really want as the listener to validate what they're saying. And there's a lot of ways to validate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can say, "Oh, I, I really appreciate you saying that," you know, or really simple ways of saying, "Ooh, that must be so tough. Thanks for sharing that with me." Um, but what you want to do is you really want to almost give them like a, if you will, like a gold star for sharing that with you. You want there yeah. to be a positive response to them sharing this challenging thing with you. Yeah, and that can be, I mean, personally for me, that's something I'm still working on. I'm really good at validating kids. I am not good at validating (laughs) Eric. Stop, right? (laughs) So during a conversation, um, this is something I'm learning. And one of the tools that I love to use is actually something we presented in episode six. It was on emotional intimacy. And what we talked about there was a lead model, L-E-A-D. So if you want to check out that episode, episode, we'll put the link for it in the um, episode description below. Yeah. And we have that that on our resource page as well on our website at evolvemarriage.com. So you can check that out. But the lead model is an amazing way to validate. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a super easy tool to use that's simple. But that's really the second piece here. So number one, you want to repeat what they're saying to make sure that you're understanding it, right? Am I understanding it correctly? Is this what you said? Secondly, you want to validate. I really appreciate you saying that. You know, that must have been tough. I appreciate you bringing this to me and expressing yourself. And then 
the third thing you want to do is you want to make sure you continue to create that space. Yeah, I just think that this is something that creates so much emotional um, emotional safety with mm. the other person. I know something that really stopped me from communicating with you was my fear that I wasn't being heard and my fear that, um, you know, what I was saying was, was not important or not needed or that I was being a burden. But when you were, when you became curious and you kept asking me questions, tell me more about that. Why don't you share a little bit more about that? Oh, that sounds like fun. Why don't you keep talking about that? Let's keep talking about that. It really made me feel like, oh my goodness, like he's really interested in me. Like he really wants to be part of this part of my life right now. He really wants to hear me about it. So, okay, I'll keep talking about it. Yeah, totally. And these are really simple cues, right? This idea of like, tell me more or, and what else? Um, I always use and what else a lot. Mm -hmm. I call it the awe method, right? A-W-E and what else? Um, and that was given by, by a famous coach here in Canada, but really it's this idea that at, after they're done saying something, give a bit of space, give a bit of silence and then ask the question for more, right? Tell me more about that and what else? And they might actually tell you there is nothing else, which is great. That means you've saturated all the information, which is then it's just, thank you. Thanks for sharing that with me. I really appreciate you. Yeah. Right. And so you really want to get to a point of, of that saturation. That's like a, that's an, that's a huge winner because if you interrupt, right, if you interrupt and start to give your point of view or start to try to give information instead of continuing to create space and continue to listen, well, you might not get to what's really underneath all the conversation, right? Typically when we come to our partner, the first message that we craft is not always what we're actually feeling and trying to say. Mm -hmm. So when you're creating that psychological safety over and over again, you're getting curious and you're creating space, right? You're holding that space for your partner. It really allows them to go deeper in the moment. And when you're asking questions like, and what else? Tell me more. They actually have to stop and think, is there more? There is actually, you know what else? And they continue, uh, which is a really, really great way to create amazing connection. Yes, definitely. So really... Um, going over the three things again, repeat what they're saying, validate, validate, validate. So, so important and continue to get curious. Never stop asking questions until that person tells you really there is nothing else. Um, that's really it for us. You know, for everything we do, uh, you can check out, we'll put some information in the show notes, including where to find the lead model. Mm -hmm. uh, you can check us out at evolvemarriage.com. We're also on Instagram and YouTube. But the most important thing that we want you guys to do is share this episode with someone who you think would benefit from it, right? We're co-creating this with you guys. We need your help to get this message out. In order to really elevate marriages all over the world, we really want to use intimacy and fun and growth to be able to connect partners all over the world. So we need your help for that. So go ahead and share. Yes, thank you so much for being here. We love you guys and can't wait to talk to you next week. All right, love you guys. Bye. Bye.